Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. This is episode number 223. I am Ross. And I am Gordon. Hey, Gordon. Question for you. Uh-oh. Do you think that most photographers understand the difference between the bit depth of a raw file and the editing color space? Huh? No way. Based on queries, I don't think so either. Choosing the editing color space can be a serious tool, but many people don't consider this or more often confuse this topic with file bit depth because we use the word bit in both cases. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, chances are that no one has ever talked about, explained it, understood it, or considered it as part of the photographic process. So, explain please. What do we mean by bit depth? Okay, well, let's start with an example. I think that we all know that JPEGs that we may make in our camera have a file bit depth of 8 bits. Well, you think that's true? Yeah, um, we know the words. But what does that mean exactly? I know that people confuse this with color. So before we go any further on the presumption that we know the difference, why don't you assume that we don't? And uh, give us an idea of what 816 and 32-bit color or otherwise means. Sure, and it's easy to understand why folks get confused. Because in many cases, we talk about color spaces Examples are sRGB, Adobe RGB, and Profoto RGB. And when we talk about them, we talk about their bit depth. sRGB being 8-bit, Adobe RGB being 16-bit, and Profoto RGB being 32-bit. Okay. Um, I, I get that I can set the color space in my camera. Uh, mine allows sRGB and Adobe RGB. I understand that those color spaces have the ability to handle varying amounts of color rendition. So when the camera saves a raw file, is it not saving it to 16 or 32 bit to match what the color space can handle? Well, that's the right question. When we talk about photographic files and their bit depth, we're really talking about what you and I talk about a lot, the critically important dynamic range. A file's bit depth has no relationship at all to the color space used. In fact, a raw, you know, our raw file that we get in our camera, has no color space at all. The color space is set in the editor solely for the purpose of editing. Now, a JPEG is somewhat different because it is also an exported file, so a color space needs to be baked in. So a JPEG captured in camera is automatically set to the sRGB color space unless the user chooses to set a different one in their camera. But the reality is that no human's going to be able to tell the difference when they look at, this, at the image, when we talk about bit depth, 
we're talking about the dynamic range maximum that a file can handle. And again, this is when we're talking about a file bit depth. Okay. So hang on a second. That sort of sounds sort of new to me. Well, don't feel bad. It's actually new for most folks because it's been very poorly articulated. In fact, I've caught myself making statements that could be misinterpreted in this regard. So what does an 8-bit file mean from the dynamic range point of view? In the simplest possible explanation, a photo file that is 8 bits deep can deliver a maximum of 8 stops of dynamic range. And it's important that we always understand this has nothing to do with the color space at all. So 8 stops of dynamic range, that's a little bit better than what we used to get with film. Okay, but you, you regularly make a big deal about more dynamic range being better. In fact, you tell people to use 14-bit RAW instead of 12-bit RAW if their cameras can do so. Well, that's true. But I've left out one important piece, and I do want to clear that up. If your camera, the sensor within your camera, has a dynamic range of, a, let's say, a maximum of 10 stops, you want your file bit depth to have at least 10 stops or 10 bits or more. Now, if your camera has a dynamic range of 11 stops, as many cameras today do, if your camera allows it, you could save that as either a 12-bit RAW or a 14-bit RAW, because in both cases, the camera sensor is delivering less dynamic range than the file bit depth allows for. The advantage of using a 14-bit RAW file means that there's no squishing of dynamic range because we don't have cameras with more dynamic range in their sensors of 14 stops. And using a larger bit depth file has no harm. It will make a slightly larger file physically than a 12-bit RAW. And some cameras do offer this choice of different bit depths, with 12-bit and 14-bits being most common. Okay, so storage is cheap. Uh, I don't think uh, I would care about having a larger file size if I could get a better dynamic range. Right, and I wouldn't either. And as we stand with these 14-bit RAW files, our cameras aren't pushing beyond four stops of dynamic range in an image anyway. So far. So let's say for a minute that I'm shooting in JPEG. Am I losing some of my dynamic range? Well, if your sensor has greater dynamic range capability, then your case, we know it does. So, yeah, because that file, that JPEG file, is maximum 8 bits deep, and so it can only deliver 8 stops of dynamic range. This, in fact, may not be a problem for people, because most displays and... Most prints that are made from JPEGs only have eight stops of dynamic range anyway. That's why when using images for display on websites or social media, JPEG's the default. It's a smaller file, and it's well suited to the vast majority of displays. Is that why a commercial print from a JPEG seems to have less dynamic range than what I get from the same file on a 16 bit printer at home? 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's factually has more dynamic range. Presuming the image has that, of course. You get more dynamic range from your homemade print because you can send the printer a 16-bit file stream. But my raw files are only 14 bits deep. Does that mean that the printer could handle 16 stops or dynamic range, but my file can only have 14 stops? Yeah, that's pretty much correct. Uh -oh. But remember, you can't see what doesn't exist. So there's no perception of loss of something that's not real. Now, you will see a loss, as you've already disclosed, when you export to JPEG because it squishes your 14 stops of dynamic range down into 8 stops. But you have the ability to see the full dynamic range when you print on a 16-bit capable printer or if you spent the extra money on a 16-bit capable display. Now, how does this relate to the color space that we keep coming back to used in editing? Aren't they the same thing? I mean, we've said no, but... Uh... Well, no, it's, a, it's important that we clarify this. No, they're not. We do say that sRGB is an 8-bit space, and that means that each of red, green, and blue can have 256 different values per R, G, and B channel, so when we combine that together, we get just over 16.7 million possible colors in the sRGB color space. Now, this has nothing to do with file bits. This is just color. And can my eyes see so many colors? Well, it's a, obviously a point of ongoing investigation and discussion in the scientific community. But the current scientific consensus is that the healthy human eye can differentiate about 10 million different colors. So the sRGB color space can in fact generate more colors than the human eye can see. Well, yeah, it can, because 16.7 is bigger than 10. So what about 16-bit color space like Adobe RGB? How many colors can that produce? Well, the math works exactly the same way but now you're looking with 16 bits instead of eight. So each of those red, green, and blue channels can each have up to 65,536 possible values. So the combination of the three under Adobe RGB color space can deliver over 281 trillion unique colors. But I and everyone else can, are unable to see that many colors. Correct. No human can differentiate all the options that are available in an 8-bit color space, let alone a 16-bit color space. However, we, when we come back to our discussion about bit depth for files, the human eye can differentiate between 20 and 24 stops of dynamic range. That's why we separate bit depth, dynamic range, from color space. Okay, so that's starting to make sense now. So I care about the bit depth of a display or a print, not because of the color options, but because how many points of brightness is it? Right, your dynamic range. 
we can all do that, or you know, actually, we have to choose to make that decision. So when I open my raw file in Adobe Lightroom Classic, it defaults to Pro Photo RGB color space. But I think that you are telling me that, yeah, I can do that, but I can't see it. That's correct. You can't. A Pro Photo RGB 32-bit color space can deliver over 4.2 billion variants for each of the red, green, and blue channels. That means that 32-bit color space can deliver a total number of possible colors of over 7.9 times 10 to the 28th power. Convert that to exponentials for human eyes, the human eye can distinguish 1 times 10 to the 7th power. So, if that's all true, then why Profoto RGB at all? Well, there you go, sir. That is the second correct question, but it's a topic for another episode. Okay. Well, thank you. I now have a headache because I think you said that Profoto color space used by default in Lightroom can deliver more than I can do anything with, and I should be more concerned about my sensor and how much darkness and brightness or bright spots, if you wish. Yeah, how much dynamic can, range. It, it can read, and it doesn't really matter where it puts them. Right, you're metering for the scene, and so you are deciding where your dynamic range gets laid out, or you let the camera do it. But your camera is capable of, in your case, 14 stops of dynamic range. Okay. Time for me to go home, have a drink, put my feet up, and have a nap and hope my headache goes away. That sounds like a very good plan to me. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners. If you would like to support the channel, you can do so with a donation by clicking support the channel on the main page at thephotovideoguy.ca. If you shop at BNH Photo Video, please use the link on the main page as it pays a small commission here and costs you nothing to do. Please submit a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all. On behalf of the channel, we wish you peace and good health. I've been Ross. And I am still Gordon. And we'll speak to you again very soon.